At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host in Las Vegas. Your other host is on East Coast, and it's Josh Applebaum out in Boston. Josh, we're hitting the ground running. Uh, We knew this day was coming. Uh, It's Armageddon right now in the NBA with all these trades. It really is, Pritch. Big day. I mean, I was excited to talk to Goldberg and Gamble and Lou, but obviously on NBA trade <laughs> deadline, you know, hey, it's the best time, uh, best time slot, in my opinion, of VEASAN, Pritch, 3 to 4 p.m. This is when all the big trades go down with the trade deadline. So the big one here, obviously, is this James Harden deal. We're starting to get some updated futures, Pritch. So, mm-hmm. of course, uh, anyone tuning in for the first time, big deal here. James Harden getting dealt to the Philadelphia 76ers. They're going to get Simmons back, Curry back, Andre Drummond, a couple first-round picks. Woj just tweeting that. Actually, the Nets are trying to use those two first round picks to maybe acquire someone else. Uh, But really based on the odds movement, Pritch, you know, again, it's hard to say who won the trade, who lost the trade, but in terms of odds movement, Philly wins the trade. You know, they go from plus 1200 to win the NBA title before the move is made for Harden. Now they're down to plus 550. Look at the Nets. They take a small hit. They were plus 350 favorites to win the NBA title. Now they're plus 425. So again, the movement is big here toward the Sixers. Uh, and you, you take a little hit with the Nets. Now the Nets, quote unquote, lose the trade, but uh, they're still the favorites here to win the NBA title. And Pritch, I'm of the opinion that you know, does this actually, is this a sneaky, big, uh, good move here for the Nets? I mean, obviously Harden uh, with Durant and Kyrie, the ironic thing is they didn't really give him any time to kind of play together. I think, I think they only played 18 games together, mm-hmm. but there's only one ball to go around. Uh, and again, it did, was it a situation of uh, Harden didn't get enough shots as he wanted with Simmons? The thing here is that, you know, Hey, he uh, obviously we all remember in the playoffs, he didn't want to make that layup that kind of spelled the end to his, his tenure there in Philadelphia. But now you're going to a Nets team where they don't need him to shoot Pritch. He can play defense. He can facilitate. He can spread the floor. Uh, I also think, you know, kind of a throw in there, Curry, another shooter to surround uh, Durant and, and Kyrie. Again, the big thing today is with Harden going to Philly, their odds really improve. But I think the Nets, this is a good trade for them. I think they're a more well-rounded team, and Simmons doesn't have to be a scorer. He can really kind of just be a wing facilitator. Well, we haven't seen Simmons all year this year, right? Uh, so, I mean, the last time we saw Simmons, he was reluctant to shoot the basketball. But let, let's examine this because this is wide-ranging, uh, in my opinion. And I'm glad we're doing the show together because I'm going to lean on you. You know, I have a rule, and I've told you this before. I wasn't betting the NBA until after Christmas because I think the league changes. And then it changes again, certainly after the All-Star break and into the playoffs. Now with all these trades, though, Josh, how do you bet the NBA? Like you were just talking about, how, how are the Nets going to put this together? 
with Simmons, uh, KD when he comes back from injury, Seth Curry certainly, uh, and then what are they going to do with those two first-round picks, uh, you know, the trade deadlines right now? So uh, think about that, Josh. Like, from a betting standpoint, how do we look at the Nets? Let's start with the Nets first before we move on to the Sixers. How do we, how do we bet the Nets not knowing what that Nets team is going to look like? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, one thing I always like to do when you get to the trade deadline is, you know, get a piece of paper or a screenshot or go to your odds page uh, or where the futures prices are listed at a sports book and just bookmark screenshot what the odds are today. Then let's sleep on it. You know, we'll see what it's looking at tomorrow. Obviously, with this big trade, you're going to have an immediate adjustment here where the lines are taken down and they repost the odds. Uh, but one thing that we have seen, Pritch, in kind of how to attack these moves, especially with the Nets. And again, to your point, you know, Simmons hasn't played in a while. You know, how does he acclimate to this new team? I'm of the opinion that, hey, if he doesn't have to worry about scoring, he can kind of do, uh, you know, the other parts of his game that are, that are really, you know, high level here. Uh, but of course, one thing we have seen in the NBA, Pritch, especially around this trade deadline, especially in the month of February, February chalk favorites have dominated here. You look at these favorites in February in the NBA, they're 46 and 20 against the spread 70%. So will that kind of change now that we're getting, you know, moving parts here, different trades. We saw a Dinwiddie trade, uh, Porzingis trade. I mean, we're gonna have a lot of these throughout the next hour. I'm kind of a wait and see approach, Pritch. Uh, but I do think today in particular today, kind of look at try to betting situations where teams are shorthanded. Like for example, the Nets wizards wizards just made a trade. Mm -hmm. uh, the Nets obviously just made a trade. Both these teams are going to be shorthanded. I hit the under in that game, Pritch, that total open, you know, around 219. I got it 218. It's now down to 216 and a half. My big angle here is when you're, you're down a lot of players or just look at the board for today. Who's in and who's out, right? If you're down star players, down offensive players, I lean unders. And then of course, uh, line's going to move if a lot of guys are out. So that's kind of the, the wait and see approach. But in today's games, I like these unders when you get a lot of these guys dealt, I think your offense takes a hit. Yes. Yeah, incredible. I mean, we just showed, uh, what the line was prior. Uh, certainly the wizards were laying three. Uh, now the wizards land a point and a half right now. Uh, 216 the total in that game so uh, it ticked down in terms of the total like you mentioned but Josh I mean is this a time to fi uh, follow that sharp movement that you always talk about because uh, people that are smarter than us and smarter than a lot of other betters casual betters for sure uh, looking at these trades they want to still participate and bet the NBA uh, I mean what you outline a lot in sharp movement maybe they are ahead of all these trades yeah. And again, you don't need confirmation on Twitter. Like obviously, you know, we're all refreshing our page and looking at, you know, your Woj tweets, your Shams <laughs> tweets. I would give you a little tip here. If you're got some free time, don't go on your regular Twitter, fire up tweet deck. Tweet deck is a variation of Twitter that updates automatically. So you don't have to click like, you know, update my tweets here. You can actually have columns for different people you want to follow. So here's the thing, Pritch, like, we can the, the the odds makers and people with intel and inside information they're going to hit these numbers before mm -hmm. like Shams or Woj will confirm something. So keep an eye out for big moves. Like if all of a sudden you see one team who's minus seven fall to minus four out of nowhere, then maybe that's probably a trade that just went down. So again, read the tea leaves, try to take advantage. But my angle here, Pritch, is betting these unders when you get these trades. Because think of it this way: your starters, whoever whoever is leaving. You're now going to replace them with a backup player who's not as good offensively. And again, just like that Wizards line falling, I'd lean on unders with uh, teams that have dealt away some of their players. Okay, so we do have a sizable shift uh, in futures when it comes to the NBA uh, championship uh, when it talks about the Harden trade. So Harden wanted out. 
Uh, we knew that. He didn't even play the last couple of games because he wanted out. Uh, they had to move him. He was disgruntled there with the Nets, uh, and they knew it, uh, even though Nash came out and said, no, Harden's not going anywhere. But you, you had to up the price, and they did, uh, and they got a lot in return. So Harden goes to the 76ers. Now, with the Nets before the Harden trade, the Nets were plus 350 uh, there to win the championship. Now the Nets are plus 4, 425, uh, still the favorite. Uh, but here you go with the shift where the 76ers plus 1,200 before Harden, after Harden, plus 550. Your opinion on how Harden fits in with Embiid now in the 76ers? So I think if you're Harden, you're going to kind of maybe be on your best behavior. I mean, he also, there was a report that it leaked out that, you know, he didn't want people to know that he requested a trade because he knows public perception. He knows that, hey, he's been burning through these teams left and right in the last few years. Uh, so I think he's trying to like cover his tracks and make sure that his reputation doesn't take a hit. So I think if you're going obviously to, uh, you know, to go to Philadelphia here, Doc Rivers must have a plan. Daryl Morey, who worked with him in Houston, you know, mm -hmm. he, he loves uh, Harden. And I think Pritch gave up a, a really hefty price. I know Harden. Harden is the best player in this trade. And obviously Simmons has, you know, he was a depressed asset because he hasn't really played it all this year, but throwing in Curry, like Curry's not just a throw in. I mean, he's a good three point shooter. Then you get two first round picks as well. I just thought that they gave up a lot, obviously to get the best player in the deal. But I think if you're Harden, you take, you, you play your game, you know, that you're kind of, you know, uh, you know, a, a floor spacer here and a facilitator, but this thing goes through Embiid. To me, this tells me that, you know, Embiid's window, we know that his knees are kind of shaky, but he's playing fantastic. You want to get the most out of Embiid when he's at the top of his game. And I think if you're Harden, you want to play maybe the, you know, the Robin to Embiid's Batman. I think this is Embiid's team. If Harden can fit in and not demand the ball. Uh, and kind of just play off Simmons and or not Simmons, but Harris mm -hmm. uh, and Embiid. I think that's the way you go. If Harden goes in there and says, I'm the man, you walk in the door. I think he's going to ruffle some feathers. Well, I don't know if he's going to do that. Uh, I mean, you, you got uh, a, a, Bonafide Batman and Embiid, right? These guys might win the MVP. Harden better not go into Philadelphia doing that. Uh, I think the backcourt got significantly better, though. Uh, certainly what, what the Sixers had before. Uh, Seth Curry averaged about 15 points a game. Uh, you got Maxie uh, and you got Harden now. Harden still uh, can create. Uh, Josh, and, and I think that's going to help out Embiid. I mean, you talk about spacing, right? Harden can shoot the three. We know that. Maxi can score two. But think about how many players they have on that roster that can create now. Uh, Tobias Harris is another one. So I, I think that just creates more room for Embiid. Now, if you're concerned about defense, that's where Harden probably needs to step up. Uh, but I tell you what, offensively, uh, this is a situation that I think Harden was looking for, and he, and he landed in Philly, and I think it's going to work. Now, now, to the tune of competing in the East because Milwaukee made some trades, and that's going to be interesting. We'll get to that as well. Uh, but just overall, just their initial reaction, uh, certainly this, I think, favors Philadelphia more so than the Nets. We'll see what the Nets do uh, in a few days for sure uh, or how the team comes together. But I think the immediate benefits are going to be uh, felt certainly with the 76ers. Yeah, and again, this is kind of the long game versus like the immediate hit the ground running. Like Harden's right. ready to go. Like he's going to give them a boost. Simmons, bit, bit of a question mark here. Obviously, his mental health issues, whether he's <laughs> ready to play, his conditioning. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, to me, like you're playing a longer game with Simmons versus Harden coming in and playing great. And I'm kind of, you know, kind of throwing this up in the air to the Twitter crowd. I put this out on my Twitter at Josh underscore insights. But Pritch, what future, I'll ask you, what future would you rather be holding right now? I know it's early. These mm -hmm. are knee-jerk reactions. But would, would you rather have Nets plus four? 25 or Philly plus 550. You know, you're getting a better payout on Philly. They're, they quote unquote won this deal based right. on the odds movement. 
Who would you rather have, Pritch? A better payout with the Sixers or the Nets a little chalkier? So you're asking me, would I rather? Okay, I like this. I like this. Um, the 76ers, <laughs> man, I just said it. I, I think this, uh, the 76ers are going to feel that immediate benefit of the Harden deal. Uh, plus 550 right there. Attractive a little bit. But you got potentially the MVP of the league playing at a high level. And, and certainly I think that gets better for the 76ers. Yeah, and again, you know, you kind of have a lot of reciprocating, you know, players. Like, you know, you look at the the Brooklyn Nets, like Harden, Durant, Curry, you know, they're mm -hmm. all, or um, Harden, Durant, Kyrie, they're, you know, you have a guard, you have yep. kind of a small forward. Now you have a big man, and Harris is more of a swing man. I think Harden may fit better in with that trio. Absolutely. Join our own Stormy Bonatoni on Friday at 6 p.m. for the big game betting and beers event at the South Point Casino here in Las Vegas. Stormy will be joined by our guys in the desert, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Vinny Mayulo for a fun and informative look at betting this year's big game and stories from behind the book uh, about all the action these legends have seen over the years. The event is free to everyone over 21, so stop by the South Point this Friday at 6 p.m. Come up on the program, Lou Finacaro. He's going to help us with the Super Bowl. That's coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Game is right around the corner. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID. Open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Zero. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America presented by Benham Jim, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. And so is our next guest, Lou Finicaro, uh, Point Spread Weekly contributor about business podcast host. You can follow him on Twitter at GamLou. Lou, how are you? Doing great, gentlemen. Always a pleasure to join in. So sad that it's our last week of pro football, but we'll manage with the UFC moving forward. 
That's right. Definitely want your thoughts on the UFC. Uh, big card coming up this weekend as well as the Super Bowl, though, Lou. And uh, last week we talked to you a little bit. I mean, I know you're looking at the over here with the total. It hasn't moved yet. Um, I, I know I'm anticipating movement on the total at some point, but uh, how are you still feeling about this game uh, when it comes to the total? Well, Mike, I'm glad you brought it back up because this is really how it goes for the sports gambler, all right? I mean, would I have liked to see the thing at 49 and a half or 50 right now? I sure would, but really the public hasn't begun to get involved with this game yet. So I'm going to exercise patience and know that by about three in the afternoon on Saturday, I should see 49 and a half or better. And if I don't, then the arbitrage betting, meaning the opportunity to maybe take both sides, it becomes more remote, and I'll, and I'll live with the over 47.5, which is the bet that I like anyway. Lou, it's great to speak with you today. Obviously, we're only a couple days from the Super Bowl, so we're really starting to heat up here. But, you know, one thing we talked about last week, which has really continued, is kind of this buyback on the Bengals. Remember, we opened minus three and a half Rams, got to four and a half. But really, all these four and a halves are leaving us. They're getting down to four. If you're a Bengals better like me at four and a half, you're feeling good about this move. We also saw Caesars get down to three and a half. I think it's more maybe a promotional type thing just for 24 hours to drop the number. What your thoughts on this number right now? If the four and a half is still out there, do you pounce on the Bengals? Or do you think if you wait to four, it creates maybe some buyback on the Rams? Uh, because I believe that the Rams are the correct side, this number is moving closer to where money line is beginning to look attractive on the Rams side. Um, four and a half uh, with Cincinnati doesn't excite me. I think that when I break down the side, Josh McVeigh in the learning experience from Belichick is really weighing heavily for me. And I think yeah, that gives the Rams tremendous advantage besides the stalwart athletes playing on their team. We're speaking with Lou Finicaro, PointsBet Weekly contributor, MMA analyst, bout business podcast host, which I highly recommend that you tune in for that. Lou, you, you know, this game is interesting from this perspective with the Bengals. I mean, everybody's been talking about Burrow uh, and that offense, and, and rightly so. I, I think everybody should. But this Bengals defense uh, has kept them in the games, though, right? I mean, you think about the three playoff games that the Bengals have won. Uh, you know, they won by, by that one score. Like, they stayed within range anyway. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the Rams. I'm not trying to assume that that's going to happen again with this Bengals uh, defense. But yet, the complementary football nature of this football team, I think people might be glossing over that a little bit. I think that's an excellent point, Mike. And in fact, the way that I would voice it is that when I look for advantages on the Bengals side, to me, it's a, it's a very cohesive, together group of guys, which is what a good team is. I tend to look at L.A. a little bit more like Steinbrenner's Yankees thrown together with money. So the advantage that I do give Cincinnati is that they're a cohesive team, and after a while, any cohesive team gets sick and tired of hearing that they're underdogs. So uh, I'm not putting anything past Cincinnati. I just am leaning to the Rams when it comes to the sides. 
Lou, we've kind of taken your temperature here on the total, kind of waiting for that thing to drop, maybe get a better number on the over. You're looking at maybe the Rams on a money line if they get down to four. Let's open up to some prop talk. Give me the best gambling Lou prop bets here. I'll throw one in particular at you. Cam Akers had some money to his over rushing yards, 58 and a half up to 64 and a half. Uh, and you look at um, kind of the bets in dollars, 69% bets, 91% money on the Akers over. Any thoughts on that Acres over rushing prop, or if you want to go in a different direction, maybe just hit up with some hit us up with some of your favorite props. The Acres prop, I love to watch props that started at one number, rose ten percent, fifteen percent, then I like to come back on the other side. The other thing I'd like to do is fade success in the championship games. So a player like T. Higgins, I'd be all about the under for him. Cooper Cup. That number's only risen. His total receiving yards all week long from last week into this week, uh, right before a kick and under on him, I'm not afraid at all. My best prop for the whole game, that's the Rams minus 10.5 plus 225. We're speaking with Lou Finicaro, PointsFed Weekly contributor, MMA analyst, uh, host of Bout Business podcast. And speaking about business, UFC uh, Lou, got to get your thoughts on this card coming up this weekend. Uh, I think it's tremendous. Uh, Adesanya and Whitaker, uh, a rematch there. Lou, uh, your thoughts on the fight? And I, I know you kind of wait for weigh-ins and a little bit more information. Uh, were you thinking uh, of going with this bout? This is going to be a tremendous fight. In fact, all three of the top three fights, uh, the two main events and the fight preceding it are going to just be sensational matchups. In the main event, Adesanya in 2019 knocked out Whitaker in the second round. For many reasons, you'll see a different Whitaker come Saturday night. And I handicap Whitaker to be a much more competitive position, in a much more competitive position than current uh, line is showing. He's currently plus 220 or 230. I think we remain patient there because there'll be more Adesanya money coming in straight up and via the parlay. And I also want to make sure weigh-ins go smooth, but I'm not afraid of Whitaker. And my best bet for the card is a two-teamer, Derek the Black Beast Lewis, coupled with Jared Cannonier. That's the co-main event. And then the third fight off the card, uh, that two-teamer pays back 1.5 couple of favorites that I don't often delve in, but in each case, I think each fighter brings advantage. Lou, I'm right there with you. It's going to be a really exciting uh, card here in the MMA. And I just want to ask you in terms of, you know, the sports betting calendar, like once the Super Bowl is over, obviously we're all going to be, you know, transitioning over to college basketball with March Madness right around the corner. Hopefully, Lou, as, as baseball fans, they can come to an agreement and we get spring training on time. But just walk us through this type of year. Once the Super Bowl is over, what do you pay attention to? What do you focus on? Speak to us kind of what you're looking forward to once the Super Bowl ends. I narrow focus to increase expertise, so there is no basketball for me. After the Super Bowl, it's weekly MMA. That's a calendar year-long pursuit. But my next major sport becomes hockey playoffs, which start in April. So I'll monitor the second half of the hockey season and start to assemble what teams, despite playing in a Mickey Mouse regular season kind of format, have the wherewithal to play playoff hockey because in no other sport do the, does the playoffs differ or vary 
from the regular season than in hockey. It's a huge, huge difference, and the handicap is very different. So I'll be focusing totally on hockey and then the College World Series before July hits, and then we're back to the NFL guys. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. Uh, Point Spread Weekly contributor, uh, MMA analyst, host of Bout Business Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at GamLou as well. Lou Finicaro. Lou, cannot thank you enough for your time today. That was awesome. Enjoy the Super Bowl week, guys, and good luck to everybody. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Good luck to you as well. Josh, I tell you what, it's always a pleasure to have Lou on the program. It gives us so much insight, so much experience right there from Lou. Yeah, just great intel on pretty much all the sports. But Mm -hmm. one thing, takeaway, I think that Lou said was really smart, something that I've kind of ascribed to as well, is when you're looking at these prop bets, you know, like I threw the Cam Akers prop at him. Why? Because it's taken in a lot of money. It opened Mm -hmm. at 58 and a half rushing yards. Now it's 64 and a half. But I think Lou hit the the nail on the head here with this. Like when you see these big moves, like if we're going to bet the Akers over 64 and a half right now, if he rushes for 70, 80 yards, we'll say, who cares? Doesn't matter. We cash the over anyway. But you want to kind of program your brain to say, hey, if a line's move too much, the value may no longer be there, at which case, looking for these props that really move a ton, maybe go back the other way. So that really caught my eye. I think the obvious play is just take the acres over. But to lose point, if you go up, you know, at least five yards or more, yep. buy back, take the under, that could be another way to approach some of these props. Yeah, absolutely. And good management, too, on the over situation that he has right now, even though there's no line movement right there. Well, coming up next on the program, WWE Hall of Famer, Bill Goldberg, former teammate of mine. So we'll cover everything Super Bowl for sure. Maybe MMA uh, as well. A little hockey too, maybe, Josh. Uh, Goldberg coming up next right here on Descend, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on Descend, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. And it's a pleasure to bring on to the program. Uh, he's a WWE Hall of Famer, former champion, looking to be champion again, I think. Uh, the one and only Bill Goldberg. Bill, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. I'm feeling a little guilty because I got a dip in my mouth, and uh, what I'm going to tell you about the Super Bowl is not going to help anybody if they're going to bet on it. <laughs> well, I, I beg to differ. You, one, you gave out uh, Poye over McConnor previously, uh, and then I rode the Georgia Bulldogs because of what you said last time you were on the program about that program. And, and I rode the Georgia Bulldogs all year long, was able to cash a ticket with them winning a the national championship. What was that like for you as a proud Georgia alum uh, to see your Bulldogs win the national championship? Man, it was an honor and a privilege, uh, especially to be there on the sideline for the Orange Bowl game and to see the complete destruction of Michigan. Um, it, you know, it, it was great to see them get vindicated by uh, finally beating the University of Alabama and, and, and breaking the Saban curse. It was, uh, it was a very wholesome day for the Georgia Bulldogs. 
Bill, thanks so much for joining the show today. It's great to meet you for the first time. I want to get your take. Just, you know, let's let's talk about the Super Bowl here. Any lean? We obviously have uh, the spread right now. Rams is a four-point favorite. You had early movement toward the Rams. Starting to see a little buyback on the Bengals. When they got to four and a half, they're back down to four. How do you cap this game? Is this, hey, you know, the Rams, you know, we're, we, we expected them to be there. This is a short number. Uh, or is it, hey, you know, Burrow's got the magic and he's a dog. You might as well take the points. Your thoughts on this game, how it might play out, and if you maybe have a lean on either side. You know what, man? Um, I always bet with my heart and not my head. But um, I mean, let's look at it uh, introspectively. Stafford's from Georgia, Burrow's from LSU. Um, I, I'm a D-line guy. Uh, I don't know if it's humanly possible for the Bengals to hold that D-line out, whether it's you know Aaron Donald uh, or the two defensive ends they got. But you know, I'm a huge Burrow fan. Um, I like both teams for, for two completely different reasons. I, I personally believe that Stafford, you know, after years of playing for a team that had absolutely no chance of going to the Super Bowl, I think it's uh, I think it's kind of karma, man. I'm happy for him, very happy for him. As a D lineman, you know, you can't look up to many people more so than, than Aaron Donald. I mean, the guy is an absolute beast. And, uh, you know, I think – the Bengals, I mean, extremely successful this year. The, the combo they have at, uh, with, with Burrow and, and the wide receiver that was, you know, at LSU with them is, is pretty much unstoppable. But I don't know if their offensive line is going to be able to hold, hold the D-line out for the Rams. I, I'm going to have to go with the Rams. Obviously, they drafted me and cut me twice. So, you know, I, I you think I have a little bit of uh, an issue picking them to do anything positive. But, you know, realistically, I, I'm going to have to go with the Rams. Was it? I didn't know it was twice, Goldberg. I mean, we held on to you at Atlanta, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, thank God. You guys like you and Dion and everybody was, you know, took care of me. They liked me there. So um, well, yeah. it, it was it was a completely different story, man. It was uh, the Rams cut me in full pads on the field, so you'd think that I'd really hate them. But I think realistically, you know, it's their time. You know, home field advantage. It's it, 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 it's pretty awesome time to be a Rams fan. Um, it's, it's a weird deal having them out in L.A., uh, but I was with them when they were in L.A. last time, or actually Anaheim. Um, I, I, I think that they've got – I just think, you know, as an XD lineman, I look at the interior and I look at that to dictate the game, and I truly believe that, you know, Burrow's going to have three seconds and under to get rid of that ball, so I don't believe he's going to be able to do his magic. But I have been wrong before. I'm going to have to go with the Rams, like I said. Well, Bill, if we can change gears, Pritch, I was just going to ask Bill, yeah. you know, uh, the, the big MMA event this weekend, uh, Adesanya and Whitaker, wondering if you maybe have a lean there, Bill, you know, Adesanya, uh, some physical advantages. He's six foot three, Whitaker's six feet, 80 inch reach, only 73 inch reach for Whitaker. You've seen movement toward Adesanya, the favorite. He opened like minus 250. Now he's minus 275. Do you like Adesanya to get this thing done? Or is Whitaker a guy with a big dog price that could be worth a look? You know, I think Whitaker's definitely got a – he's worth a look. I mean, they're two completely different fighters than the first time that they met. Um, I, I think Adesanya's so physically gifted. Um, but, you know, to have a champion be on top for so long, um, I don't know. Look at me as a fan, but I think that's kind of boring sometimes. Um, I'd love for I'd love for it to change hands and then to rematch and, and, and do whatever. But I, I – I mean, you know, if I had to pick, 
and I was headed there unless I, uh, you know, except for the fact that I have a big match coming up next week, so I'm going to have to. <laughs> but uh, you know, I got to I got to stick with the champion. I think um, he's he's on a tear, and he's he's so physically gifted that it's going to take uh, a rare human being to be to dethrone him. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, you gave us Poirier over uh, McGregor uh, last year, and that was outstanding for sure. We're talking to WWE Hall of Famer uh, Bill Goldberg. Let's get to that match you got coming up, man. I mean, uh, it's nothing you can't accomplish. I, I know that. I've seen that firsthand for sure. Uh, but, man, this, this match is a big one uh, for sure. You're already a Hall of Famer. I mean, what I really want to ask you, though, which I haven't never asked you this before, I mean, I, I know how intense you are and how physical you are. Uh, do you ever cross that line when it comes to a jackhammer or a spear being a little bit more physical? Something tells me with your match that might happen coming up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've said it many times, and, and you know me, Mike. Uh, I'm a, I'm a football guy, and, and, and Reigns went to Georgia Tech, and I went to Georgia. And so there's an in, ingrown hatred that I have for him prior to even meeting him, just knowing that he went to school, you know, an hour and a half, two hours away from me. And the, the tech guys always had the attitude. And, you know, the one time that they beat us at home, they, they, they ripped the hedges out. And um, I'm going to take it all out on him. They've kept him away from me for years. Uh, two years ago, we were supposed to have a match. That didn't come to, come to pass. Um, I've been wanting to get my hands around his neck for a very long period of time. Now, the caveat is that, you know, I, I'm I'm here collecting AARP. I'm, I'm 55 years old now. Um, is it something that I can physically do anymore? Um, we're going to find out. I know mentally, you know, until I die, I'm going to be that warrior that wants to, you know, put my head through your face. So I'm going to attack this one the same way that I always have. Um, I'm just praying, hoping and praying that my body holds up to where uh, I can make it make it actually happen. Well, Bill, no matter what happens, you're a champion athlete. But remember, you can always join kind of the dark side and talk sports betting with us at VEASAN. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure there's an opportunity there. But uh, real quick, any routines, any fun things you like to do at the Super Bowl, foods you like, you know, kind of just, uh, I don't know, traditions you have. Are you excited for the big game? What will you, what will you be doing and what will you be eating, more importantly? <laughs> Well, right now I'm trying to shove ten to fifteen thousand calories down my throat, so I'll eat anything and everything throughout that day. Um, you know, watching the Super Bowl is completely different for me these days. I got a fifteen-year-old boy who, who uh, you know, is, is, is going into starting middle linebacker spot for his high school next year, and um, it's 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 I, I, I watch the game completely differently than I did back in the past. In the past, I'd be with my boys. And, couple adult beverages would probably be passed right and left. And um, this time I'll be hanging out on the couch uh, in between workouts, uh, trying to watch this game with my son and eloquating, you know, the, the big, the, uh, the gravity of the game. And just, uh, you know, honestly, I'll be watching the, the, the line the whole time. I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm that meathead D lineman guy. And I've said it three times in this interview, but, I, I, I'm just I'm a Crow Magnum dude who's a, a throwback, and I like watching the physicality inside the uh, inside the tackles and um, trying to uh, impart a little knowledge upon him while we're watching it. But I guarantee you a bunch of 
probably 50 to 75 chicken wings will be sacrificed throughout that day between my son. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's a, that's a Super Bowl party. Certainly a lot of people can imagine having right there. Bill Goldberg, WWE Hall of Famer. Cannot thank you enough for your time today. You do so much great work for our world, our veterans included. Good luck to you and your family along the way. Mr. Pritchard, I love you to death, man. I miss you, and uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be on your show, guys. Uh, and I'm always available and always willing to talk sports. And uh, you guys do well. I'll speak with you soon, and uh, go Rams. There you go. I love you too, Bill. Uh, outstanding. Outstanding to have Bill Goldberg on the show. I mean, that was incredible. Yeah, we're going to put 74 and a half wings as over-under. <laughs> There's some steam to the over there. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to this WWE event. Georgia Tech, Georgia, that's going to be intense. Uh, more betting across America coming up after this break. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM presents a fun way to bet the big game. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on Pro Football's big game. If either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use code SB200 when you make your first bet. You can also earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for room nights and dining at MGM Resorts nationwide. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. With you, uh, so Josh, uh, following Bill Goldberg, WWE Hall of Famer, this is incredible for us to uh, jump back to the betting world because this is significant. I saw this this morning. I'm sure you did too. Um, one book dropped their Super Bowl line to Rams minus three and a half. Uh, I, I think it might be exploring, you know, maybe a little bit because no other book had that movement. I was wondering how other books were going to follow, but they haven't. So what do you, how do you interpret that? 
Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. To me, this is kind of an outlier. I wonder if this is more of a promotional type thing. Remember, you have obviously more and more states legalizing. This is kind of the first Super Bowl where, uh, you know, we've had 30 states go legal. And they're, they're basically these different uh, books and, and odds makers. They're fighting for the business of customers. They're competing with other books. So I think this is kind of a thing. There was a quote uh, coming from a spokesperson at, at Caesars. They said, quote, we want to see what Rams money is out there, unquote. <laughs> so what does that mean? That tells me that they're just maybe an experimental thing. They also said, Said, we're only going to do it for 24 hours. Now, books don't really, you know, mention this. They don't promote this. Uh, so I think to me, again, it's more of a, you know, get in some more bets, maybe some more people opening accounts. It's kind of a smart PR type move, if you ask me, Pritch. But uh, in that case, you know, they're not saying let's go to five and see what happens because, <laughs> right. you know, they're going to get hammered by Bengals. To me, I kind of like this. If they're dropping this down a bit, uh, maybe it's because they have some liability on Cincinnati. So I'm holding a four and a half ticket. Pritch. What if I go four and a half Bengals? I go minus three and a half here at Caesars. We land on four. Mm. Pritch, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be making it rain there at the club if that happens. <laughs> That's right. Have you ever made it rain? I'm curious about that. Uh, that's confidential, Prince. I'll talk to you after the <laughs> okay. show. Yeah, you're engaged now. You cannot uh, admit to anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so the big prop mover of the week. Um, Josh, I got to get your thoughts on this one because opening kickoff, will it be a touchback, is now minus 110 both sides on the yes or the no. So first off, Pritch, I want to have a full, uh, you know, uh, mea culpa, as they like to say, because I looked at this prop bet initially and I said, oh, minus, you know, what was it? Minus 150 here that it will be a touchback. You know, everyone will be jacked up. It's in a dome. They'll boot it out and be conservative and start at the 25. Pritch, I have never gotten flooded with more social media feedback after I mentioned <laughs> that than that specific scenario, because uh, people started mentioning, you know, and Mitch and Pauly did a great job mentioning this. Uh, it kind of went over my head, but if you look at, I think the last, I want to say, I'm not, I don't have the exact number here, but something like of the last 25 Super Bowls, you know, 23 of them, the guys run the, run the ball out of the end zone. So you have a weird situation where, you know, did the odds makers, you know, overstep their skis a little bit by mm -hmm. making that touchback a minus number. You know, a lot of people really jumped on that plus money. And again, Mitch was really the guy in the morning who got this thing going. Who was yeah. able to identify that? Twenty six to uh, twenty eight, to be exact. That's it, yeah. Prish. Yeah, this is why I love you. Always got my back. I know it's something like well, that. Well, Jeff, our producer, uh, informed yeah. me. So well, exactly. So we're, it's like a hockey assist, Jeff, right. to you to me. You That's know, right. Exactly. We'll, we'll make it work. <laughs> you get <but> a point. <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll take that. But um, yeah. So again, I think the reason there that you've seen this money and it's now flipped to you know almost a, I think a minus number now, as you mentioned, Pritch, that they that the guy will run it out of the end zone. To me, it's just kind of a maybe they set the line too high to begin with. Mm -hmm. You start pouring over the data. That's really the prop that, you know, ironically, now it doesn't have any value. It had all its value when it was getting, you know, plus 150, plus 140. But, Pritch, you were spot on. You you told me there's going to be an overzealous guy who's going to run it out. And his, if history, uh, you know, repeats itself, that's what we've seen recently. I mean, not only the heavier balls, the K balls, right? And they don't see those balls until the game. Uh, and talking about a kicker, right? Um, McAfee pointed that out. Uh, but then on top of that, I'm thinking about as a player myself, if I just do special teams, if I'm just a kickoff returner, my one shining moment is the opening kickoff, right? <laughs> I'm giving myself a gray area of five yards, at least at least a five yards buffer. Uh, and then, OK, if it's beyond five yards, maybe I'll do the right thing uh, and take a knee. But if I'm going to run that ball out, yeah, absolutely. I, if I have a chance to do that, I'm definitely taking that thing out. 
Yeah, and again, I think maybe the odds makers are regretting that they set that thing, you know, at plus money early. Obviously, based on the adjustment, they're kind of telling you, oh, we may kind of, uh, you know, overstepped our bounds on that one a bit. Uh, and Pritch, to your point, yeah, if it's your one chance to run it out and you want to kind of get, uh, you're jacked, you're excited, and maybe someone in your coaching, your special teams coach is saying, hey, you know, if it's deep, like, you just take a knee. But you're like, no, this is my one shot. Let's see if we can do it. That kind of makes sense. And I, I would say that article uh, that's going around, you know, that ba- breaks down the, the 26 of 28. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they also had gay and McPherson, their touchback rate. And I think they're only like 60%. They're really not, you know, at the top of the upper echelon, like a Tucker who I think is closer to 70% touchback. So maybe that's part of it. Pritch, I, I, again, I, I fully admit I got that thing wrong. I uh, should have listened to Mitch from the start on that one. All right. Uh, let's get back to the NBA because of all these trades, I want to go out to Boston. Uh, because the Celtics and the Spurs had that trade. Boston receives Derek White, which I think is incredible. You guys are going to have a, a point guard now. Uh, and San Antonio <laughs> receives uh, Josh Richardson. So your thoughts uh, on that trade right there, Josh? So I like this trade. I think if you're in Boston like me, what you're hearing a lot about was Marcus Smart. You know, obviously they signed him to this big extension. Your quote-unquote big three, he's your third guy. But Smart can be kind of a maddening player. He does like the gritty things you love. He gets on the floor. He makes a steal. He plays great defense. But his shooting can be maddening. You've also seen some dust-ups with teammates. So what does Brad Stevens do in his first year taking over for Danny Ainge? Does he deal Smart? There were rumors that uh, maybe it was for John Collins. John Collins apparently didn't get traded today. But so I think what Stevens did was he kind of changed gears. If smart was going to be the big move, let's hit some singles instead of home runs. You bring back Daniel Tice, which I think was a really good move that they just got uh, from, uh, from the Houston Rockets. He was a backup center who was kind of a fan favorite. Now you bring in Derek white off that expiring contract of Richardson. To me, I think you're just saying, Hey, the Celtics are playing great right now. You know, maybe finally Brown and Tatum, something has clicked. Now you can get younger also with white who anytime I watch a, a, a Spurs game, Pritch, he seems to play pretty well. Uh, White has three years left on his deal. I think at like 15, 16 and like 18 million. So yeah. I think it's a nice deal by Brad Stevens. And uh, again, Pritch, you know, there's, I think there's a handful of teams here mm-hmm. uh, that could make some noise and the Celtics sells, tells me that they're buyers. They're really not sellers right now. Well, they should be. I mean, they have enough draft choices and now they got to put it together, <laughs> right? Still young enough. Uh, I think Derek White, uh, certainly he's a uh, Colorado guy, buff guy. So uh, certainly rooting for him. Uh, the other big trade, it happened right before the deadline. I mean, Chris Stapp's uh, Przingis uh, traded to the Wizards. Uh, and you think about what Dallas, the Mavs, got in return, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, also Davis Bertans in the deal. So uh, I, don't, I don't know where Dallas is going with this. I mean, the backcourt secured for sure uh, when you have a superstar already, but yet no front court for the Mavs. What do you think? Yeah, I think with Porzingis, you know, they're going back on Twitter to a lot of these quotes from Mark Cuban when they picked him up. They said, I want poor, he said, I want Porzingis and Doncic together for the next 20 years. Well, <laughs> again, that, that's not happening anymore. But, um, you know, again, with Porzingis, does he kind of morph into just a really expensive guy who's getting older? You always worry about those really tall guys and their knees. Uh, so is it more of kind of like a dumping his big salary? Yeah. And Dinwiddie is a guy who can light it up here. He signed a deal there, uh, kind of big money deal. Um, but he could really benefit and maybe play off of, of Jalen Brunson. So I kind of like that move for the Mavs. I'm not seeing a ton of movement. There's still uh, 20 to one here to win the West. But I would say one thing that has really benefited me, Pritch, I don't want to jinx it. 
but Dow keep it between me, you and me, Pritch. Okay. Dallas Maverick unders. Okay. Mm. This mm-hmm. has been crazy. Dallas Mavericks <laughs> are the slowest paced team in the NBA. They're like Virginia in college basketball. Their updated numbers toward to their unders. Uh at home, they are now 22, uh, 22 and 7 to the under. Overall, they're 35 and 18 to the under. If you watch them play, Doncic, as great as he is, he brings the ball up, he walks it up, you burn a lot of clock. Yeah. So uh, I've been riding those Mavs unders, especially at home. I'm on the under tonight uh, against the Clippers. The Mavericks total open 216 and a half, down to 215 and a half. Give me the under there, the Mavs unders, and also the Cavs unders, Pritch. They've really been cashing quite a bit. Yeah, all my buffs are getting traded, man. I mean, and 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 Chauncey is getting stripped down out there in Portland. What's going on with my buffs? Uh, your Market Insights podcast is a hit, Josh. Uh, your best bets uh, coming up today. Yeah, so we got quite a few here. I'm leaning on a lot of unders in the NBA. I got the under in the uh, Grizzlies-Pistons game, open 225, down to around 224 and a half. Uh, we talked Nets Wizards earlier. That thing dropped further as we were talking uh, today, Pritch. I got the under 218. Now it's down to around 217 and a half. The Mavs under we just mentioned. And then the Knicks uh, Warriors under. That's another play for me. Looking at the under. Uh, Warriors have been great to the under so far this year. Mm-hmm. Knicks, if you watch them play, they can go like three or four minutes without scoring. Uh, they're also pretty slow paced. But that total opened 219 down to around 218. So I hit the under there. But I got to admit to you, Pritch, I'm loving college basketball right now. It is yeah. just fantastic. Uh, one game that caught my eye tonight uh, is kind of a hazmat you know, sharp contrarian play, uh, Maryland. Give me Maryland at home against Iowa. Uh, this is a really lopsided play. Big majority of bets are going Iowa on the road, laying a short number. They open laying four. Uh, they're 15 and seven. It's a short number. Maryland's only 11 and 12. Maryland's lost three straight. Just lay it with Iowa. That's really the public mindset. But what I like, Pritch, is this line actually dipped. It opened at Iowa lane four. Now we're down to three and a half. I see one shop down to three. Mm-hmm. You can still find a four. I would look at Maryland here. I jumped on the four. I like them at All home. Right. I don't know if they win, yep. but I'll take the points. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.